Thanks so much for joining us this morning, Monday morning, and the conversation continues on Saturday. It was the two-year anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, and as a result, we're dedicating a fairly significant portion of the show this morning to these important discussions. Danilo Puderak was my guest just before the break. He is the executive director of the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress Saskatchewan Provincial Council. Holly Pollock joins me in studio with the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress Regina Branch President. Holly, thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me. So you were very busy uh, leading up to the weekend. You were fairly heavily involved in planning the activities. Can we talk a bit about what you experienced with community this weekend? It was very emotionally powerful. Um, We had the opportunity to uh, meet with provincial government and have um, a a program to to um, mark the mark the occasion. Uh, we also gathered at City Hall with a flag raising on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was also very powerful to be singing the national anthem and have Mayor Masters commit recommit some more support uh, right. to standing with Ukraine and that our city is there. Our flag is flying in our beautiful city on Treaty Four uh, with the mm-hmm. Ukrainian flag. It was very powerful to have Ukrainians and Canadians singing along. And watching the flag rise. And so we're hopeful to victory in 2024. And then, of course, the the community gathering on Saturday morning, uh, sorry, Saturday afternoon. And there was lots of people out for that, I I noticed. My goodness, yes. There there were probably between two to 300 people uh, that came out despite the snowfall and Mm -hmm. the the weather conditions that were changing. It was powerful. We chose to meet at the Holodomor Monument because uh, this is yet another genocide that is taking place. There's ample evidence internationally for for the the crimes that are occurring uh, that the uh, Russian armed forces are doing under uh, Putin's leadership uh, to the Ukrainian people. So we felt that was this place to start. And um, we had a program and uh, were able to listen to uh, displaced Ukrainian voices. Uh, These are our neighbors, our friends Mm -hmm. and uh, the deep, deep connection even for Ukrainians that have come 15 years ago. And in the case of my family, over 100 years ago. Um, looking at those deep connections and and having our family members, my my cousin included, fighting and defending Ukraine. Holly Pollock is my guest, Ukrainian-Canadian Congress, Regina Branch President. Uh, You mentioned your personal connection, but it goes back uh, a long way for you personally? It does, it does. Um, So my great-grandparents came and were part of the first wave. And they came also because of uh, the difficulties in Ukraine and the the strong intention of to start a new life, to be self self providing, and to have a future. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many of these uh, similarities we hold deep in our hearts, and we understand. And even though some of our families have been separated over the many years, especially the communist era right. uh, in Ukraine, many are reconnecting with their families. I want to uh, I want to get into and and have a discussion about the the support because I can imagine having sixty three hundred displaced Ukrainian people in our province uh, with an already very strong vibrant Ukrainian um, community in Saskatchewan. There must be a lot of really positive support that happens there, but it but it also adds to the urgency of what we're seeing. So we need to take a break, but when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about what more can be done. And this will give us a chance, too, to talk about the work that's happening at the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress Regina Donation Centre. So we'll talk a bit about that, because there are ways that people can help. You don't have to 
go to Ukraine like we've heard some people are doing to actually take part in humanitarian efforts. There's things you can do just by showing you care right here at home. So more on this when we come back right here on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. Monday morning, and we appreciate you joining us. A bit of a storm rolling through the province. Winter storm warning, especially for the central part of the province. Kind of following the Yellowhead. So if you're on the highway hotline uh, checking it out, you will notice that it started kind of in that east-central part of the province and slowly moving its way through. A fairly heavy dump of snow is expected throughout the day off and on and even through the night tonight. Uh, And then things smarten up a bit later in the week. So back to, I would say, above seasonable temperatures but today fairly cool tonight cool overnight and again if you're heading out on the highway a good idea to check the highway hotline so we're featuring so much of the conversation this morning on ukraine and the war that has been now over two years it was in fact two years on saturday uh, that was commemorated throughout the province with a lot of community members gathering um holding walks and uh, really reaching out and embracing not only the Ukrainian uh, people that are still in Ukraine and dealing with this devastating war, but those that find themselves displaced in Saskatchewan because we have some 6,300 people who have come from Ukraine into our province, which has happened multiple times through the years, which is why we have such a very strong and vibrant Ukrainian Uh, community in our province and something we're very proud of. Holly Pollock is uh, with us. We were chatting just before the break, Ukrainian Canadian Congress, Regina Branch president, and we were talking about some of the events organized over the weekend, Holly. Is this something that, and I asked this this question earlier of Danilo, um, that there's, there's a sense and a need to bring this conversation up and have these discussions just to ensure that Canadians don't forget that this war is going on and people, uh, in many cases, that are relatives of, our, of, of ours are suffering in Ukraine? Absolutely, and it's such a critical conversation. And I think sometimes the dark forces of the world uh, come out to play at strategic times. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who live in de- democratic nations, this is the big, the big war right. between between freedom and oppression. It is critical that we do not lose sight, that we don't get lost in our own little worlds. This is everything. If any country can come in and move in and occupy and do these heinous crimes, none of us are safe. This is why it needs to matter and why we're doing the work that we're doing to remind people uh, right. that this is our shared our shared commitment. We've seen both our provincial leader, Premier Scott Moe, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau have have spoken out on this issue. There has been support in financial uh, terms that have been sent over to Ukraine. Um, Aside from the political side of it, uh, is there more work that needs to be done in terms of just showing general support from you and I and, and people that live in this community, Holly? That's a great question, and uh, so much sometimes it seems that that some of the problems are so big we can't make a dent from our corner of the world. And I say, in fact, we can mm-hmm. and have been and should continue to do. There are at least five things that we could talk about today. One is being extremely well-informed, uh, being clear on uh, good news sources and sources of information about Ukraine, because mm-hmm. that is one of the other aspects that Russia uses is disinformation to spread 
And we see that happening in the States also, uh, monkeying with uh, the democratic processes. And some of the Americans are, are welcoming that, yeah. unfortunately. Um, and so, you know, we, we're really seeing the world tipped upside down. And we are also being reminded just how fragile our democracies and those democratic institutions are. You can uh, donate time, talent and treasure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, it, it can be anything from volunteering your time with e- EAL, you know, helping someone in your community that's just arrived. You have a truck, uh, help them move some of their things right. to their place. You yeah. know, there's lots of ways we can do. And of course, uh, donations of, of treasure, you know, financial donations, donations of furniture, all, all kinds of things. And our, our Regina Donation Center will probably have a little bit more to say about yeah. that. Well, why don't we why don't we get into that now? Ukrainian Canadian Congress Regina Donation Center is is set up, and we've got joining us this morning Dana Leshik, uh, who is uh, are you that what what is your title? You're in charge of. <laughs> yeah, like I founded it and I run it basically. So I'm just the person that everybody comes to to get stuff or right. to give stuff yeah basically. so tell me how how big this donation center is and the types of things that you've been taking in so um it's there's three locations in regina but we receive at two of them uh we receive at a warehouse on park street and we receive at uh on grant road at the old fire hall mm-hmm. and the, for the smaller housewares. So the warehouse takes big furniture and bedding. And then we have a clothing boutique, which doesn't receive, but we ship the clothes there. And then we also have a, um, the housewares, which we receive. So it's, it's split up into three um, different places where they can go and get stuff. And we take everything, um, you know, like of a huge variety of stuff so that they can, have something that's like instantly usable because they come with nothing. Mm-hmm. Like so many, um, just the clothes on their back, like a little bit of, um, you know, stuff in their suitcase, but it's, it's unbelievable how they've had to start from scratch here. Yeah. Dana so. Leshik is my guest who is, uh, running the Ukrainian Canadian Congress Regina donation center. Uh, and so this is for Ukrainian people displaced into our province, uh, particularly Regina area. Is there a similar center set up in other locations as well? Donation centers. So, um, as far as like, it's, it's really been this as the hub because, um, they get stuff here. And then they move. even move to other, um, like within the province. So it's it's really been mostly rooted in here. Um, there was one in Saskatoon, but um, now it's really based. Regina here. has become has become the hub. So yep. what what types you mentioned that a lot of times the families are coming over here with probably the clothes they're wearing and maybe a suitcase with with their personal belongings. Mm-hmm. So where do you even start putting together? a household that represents a home, a safe home for people. And and what does that work look like? What are some of the items that you're focused on? Well, um, Ukrainians, they're very healthy individuals. They they make a lot of soup. That's really good. Mm-hmm. They're usually very fit and well presented. So the soup pots are like number one, or right. like pots, because that's what they need instantly to be able to, you know, start cooking. And so, you know, those kinds of things are great to get um, those basic essentials like or when your mom you know when you first move out of home and she puts a laundry basket together of all those necessary things yeah like 
you know, the like tea towels and, and the laundry basket itself, all that stuff in there. Uh, laundry detergent is a huge thing too, because they go into these places, they want to clean or cleaning supplies. Um, anything like that is really uh, welcome off the bat. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, of course, uh, furniture is great, like chairs, because, you know, they're on the floor. But the big thing that we've really focused on right away is making sure they have mattresses because if they don't, uh, obviously they're on the floor. So that's the one thing we make sure we have at all points. So any money that was donated to UCC for, um, for displaced Ukrainians would typically go to um, mattresses, new mattresses, because it's some places won't accept used. So right. it's very great to have that opportunity to get them off the floor, like mm -hmm. a soft place to land, basically. Yeah. So that's sort of our main thing is being able to get that kind of um, instant support. Yeah. Because, you know, where, really where where's a, a good place if people want to, to find out where you are in order to make a donation? Is there somewhere they can go online to, to learn, including if they want to donate money? So, yeah, they, um, they can donate money, uh, directly to UCC. Um, UCC has their own websites and their contact numbers and everything, uh, UCC Regina. And then that would go to mattresses. And if there is somebody out there that can sponsor mattresses too, like, um, you know, from a store or whatever, mm -hmm. that's great also. Um, but yeah, we, we can, we can take, you know, gift cards and that sort of thing at the donation center because it's, it's amazing how like, you know, people will have it doesn't matter if your gift card is used a bit or whatever. Yeah. A lot of people have those kicking around. That would help too because, you know, getting stuff right away yes. that's yeah. needed is great. So it's a big variety, but, you know, um, like things like, you know, maybe knickknacks and that sort of thing we get a lot of, but not as needed, but mm -hmm. the, but those essentials. Essentials. Yeah. yeah. Dana Leshik is my guest uh, working with the Ukrainian Canadian Congress Regina Donation Center. So we're going to take another quick break. Uh, we have a special guest to, who's joining us, uh, joining us as um, displaced from her country, but uh, safe in Canada. But of course, strong ties and vigilant to watch what's going on back at home. It's uh, it's a compelling story. And we will get to that next on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. Well, good morning and thanks so much for joining us. The conversation continues about Ukraine. It's been over two years now. Saturday marked the two-year mark of Russia's unprovoked invasion into Ukraine. And as a result, and we've been talking about over the last hour, a number of displaced Ukrainian families have made their way to Canada. And I've got two guests that join me now that have recently moved to the province of Saskatchewan. Zoriana Zhabuluk is joining me here now, and Helena Koshin-Makanya. Thank you very much for, for joining us this morning. So, Zoriana, I understand you've been here about a year, is that correct? Yes. So, so who who did you come over here with? Uh, we come uh, last year, and February 2, I come here with my uh, family, with my two kids. I have son, four years old, and have a daughter, seven years old, and uh, I come here with my mom and my grandma. Mm -hmm. 
And I and I understand you've you've suffered a, a loss. You lost your husband, correct? Yes, uh, last year at the April eighth, my husband is passed away. It was Easter. Easter. Yeah, and he was in. He was fighting in the war. Yes. Yeah, I am so sorry to hear that, and I can only imagine, you know, the challenge of leaving your home, leaving your country coming to to Canada where as much as you've got a lot of support this is this has got to be a very challenging last year for you how are your children doing how are you and your your family members doing uh, it was very hard year for us but um, we try something doing here I found job my kids go my daughter go to school here in public school mm-hmm uh, but my son still stay at home with my grandma. Mm-hmm. It's very big support for me because I have mom and grandma here. Yes. But we still have pain um, about my family in Ukraine because my father is still in Ukraine. And it's emotional. Yes. I'm I'm emotional talking to you. Yes. Yeah. I I um. I, I wonder, you, you, I'm sure you have daily conversations with family and friends in Ukraine. Uh, what do they say to you? How are they doing? Uh, they still need, uh, they still need uh, support and help uh, because every day, um, every day we lost not uh, houses, uh, we lost our um, people. We we lost our people, and they live in um in the like in the hell because they um maybe some older people can't um can't move can't leave their houses because they lived there all uh, all all their life mm-hmm. and uh, it is difficult for them to uh, to leave it at all and and uh, to move to the other country to the other continent it's very hard. Uh, so, uh, and but also we are very thankful um, to um, uh, to people that we met here. We met our um, uh, Ukrainian people. Yes. We met uh, Canadian Ukrainian people. Uh, we were thankful to all organizations: UCC Regina Ranch and uh, Donation Center, uh, and all people that we met every day. They want to uh, to help us to support, to help us to to rent the house, to to buy the car, to find the place um, for our um, for our children in the school mm-hmm. and in the childcare. Um, so uh, we are very very grateful that we have the opportunity to live here. Um, and um, yeah. My 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 question. Uh, we've only got a, a couple of minutes left here. Is the plan when the war is over, and we we all pray that this war will be over very soon? Will the plan be then to go back home? Um, I went back to my home only. Um, I don't have a choice. I didn't have an opportunity. I didn't have opportunity uh, to um, to um, to meet my husband at, uh, at his last minute, mm-hmm. uh, so I didn't um, fly to Ukraine mm. when he was dead. Yeah. So I want now only uh, to 
to to go to this city and um, to see the monument. Mm -hmm. And maybe uh, in my plan is to stay in Canada with my children. Mm. This is not a dry eye in this studio right now. Listen, I, uh, I love that you came in here. I love that you are sharing with us. Um, this is a difficult story. And, you know, I think this, this drives home why things like we talked with Dana and Holly about the displaced Ukrainian people need help. We have donation centers set up. Um, you can go onto the Facebook page for the Ukrainian Canadian Congress and you can give your donations there. And the hope and the pray is for an end to this war, for continued support for our newest um, Saskatchewan community members and, and you know, finding ways, e- even if you're not in a position to donate, um, as Holly mentioned, keeping yourself well-informed on factual information and that support for Ukrainian people in our province. There's more we can all do. And I very much appreciate Soriana, uh, Helena, who here translating and interpreting for us, but is displaced herself, only been here about three months. Um, pretty powerful stuff. So uh, thank you all very much for coming in. And uh, we'll continue to follow this story closely and ensure that we continue to find support for uh, Ukrainian people in our province. You're listening to 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.